doing it. Amen? So different subject. We're in a series called A Balancing Act. It's finding the balance in family. And I need your help. I need you to set up. Let's, let's go. Because I've been here since early this morning, and I don't want to go to sleep on you. Y'all hear me say? So it's my second round, and that's after my prayer time this morning. Long time with some fellows. So I'm ready to roll. If you're ready to roll, let's roll. Let's see what we can find. Look at that. Look at that. Look at them rocks. Look at that feather. Look at that balancing, trying to balance them rocks. Say that with me. Feel the heat. One more time. Feel the heat. That's the title of my message in this series on family. Finding the balance in family. Last week we spoke about relationships. About being your best. B-E-S-T. Bless. That means speak up words. Up words to people. Well words. Words that are positive. You want to be better at your relationships? B-E-S-T. Speak up up words, not down words. You wonder why people don't like you. Always talking down, 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 down. Mm, we got to go, 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 go if that's the case, okay? Up words, number two, E, E, E. So bless, E, edify. It's a Bible word, but it's a good word. It means to build up. So speak upwards, but then build up people. You start doing that in your relationship, speaking up to them, building them up. I guarantee it, you're going to see improvement right away. S, sacrifice. That is to give up, give up, give up. I'm not talking about give in. Sometimes that's good too, but I'm talking about give up to people. Give gifts to people. After my mother was murdered years ago, and maybe you've heard this, the neighbor the lady came to the fence, the back fence in the old squalor, bad neighborhood I lived in, and she came to me and put in my hand some things, and she said to me, every day your mama came to this fence. And every day she came, she came with something in her hand to give me. A piece of pie, some homemade something from the kitchen, some vegetables, a little something she had made, some shelled pecans. Give to people and your relationships will get better. Y'all listening, yes or no? Some people are in relationships and it seems like all they want to do is take, 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 take. How's that working? Amen. Say be a giver. Be a giver. Give. Give. Give to people. Do we give to get? No. But you will get. If you give, you'll be surprised that's going to come back to you. Amen? So, and then the last one. We talked about relationships last week. B-E-S-T. So bless, edify, sacrifice. And here's one you don't hear very much. Touch. Say that with me. Touch. And to do that, you're going to have to step up. You're going to have to step up. You're going to have to be the one that's going to initiate that. Stick that hand out. Now, it can start with that smile. We can reach across and touch people just with our countenance. Amen? But then to put your hands on somebody, I know you can get in trouble. I ain't talking about that kind of crazy mess. I'm talking about your relationships. Where you touch somebody. Like, I love that right there. You've got your hand right back there on his arm like that. You know how that makes him feel? Like a million dollars. He feels fantastic. He knows one thing. That woman right next to me loves me. How about that right there? Amen? Touching's a great... Yeah, praise the Lord. Touching. Well, I don't like to touch. Well, guess what? You're wrong. Touching is healthy. It makes you feel better. It makes you feel loved. It makes you feel wanted. But I'm not just talking about in relationships and marriage. I'm talking about out here in our town. To shake somebody's hand. To, to pat that back for somebody. To just say, you're a blessing to me. We talked about that last week. Relationship and family and friends, though... It's a tough subject today, and I doubt you'll ever hear it anywhere else than here, this message today. All right? I had to feel it. I had to hurt through it. 
And I wrote it. Okay? With Scripture. Relationship in family and with friends is often out of balance. It's out of balance. It's not working. There's problems. Because someone doesn't feel or cannot communicate that they are what? The message today is going to be on communicating that you're sorry. And you might think, well, that's a dumb subject. It ain't a dumb subject if you've been on the other end of it. You hear me? And I want to help us today. That's the best thing I can do is just preach out of my own life and some of my own hurt, how the Lord has helped me, how He's helped me. And that's what we try to do. Can you feel, and instead of worrying about somebody else right now, let's just think about us right now. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. You're welcome in this message. You're welcome in my heart. Open me up now. And as, as the word's given, let me work, work on me. Holy Spirit, you and me work on me. Amen? Let's see what we can do. So can you feel and communicate that you are sorry when you have wronged somebody? Now, I don't know if you remember last week in the message, my daughter Elise had had a hard day at work. It was really rough. Some tough things had happened. And she came and was wanting to talk to her daddy. That's who I am. I'm her daddy. She's 27 years old. But guess who's her daddy on the planet? Me. She don't have but one daddy. It's Gary. And sometimes girls and boys, that they need to talk to their daddy, no matter how old they get. And so I listened to her, and there was a little bit of little bit of feeling bad for herself, and a little bit of a, she's upset and whatever. And I talked to her at first; I was pretty good. And then I got tired of it, and so I just like came down a little hard. Fine, good, you know, bang. Dad's done. It's not needed out of daddy. Boy, how many know that? <laughs> And I felt terrible. And I needed to communicate that I was sorry. So I did it by picking around the hat. I'm sure I did it with my body action, my body language I was giving off. Humble. And then I talked to her. I said, Elise. And I just held her and I said, I'm sorry. You deserve a dad that'll listen to her say no no I, I was not right y'all listening or not that's just one little example so this idea of communicating you're sorry is not just with your spouse or with your children it can be in a lot of places amen but let's learn today let's see what we can find on this unusual subject matter of fact my whole life i've never heard anybody get on stage and talk about saying you're sorry all right i've got a whole nother one called thank you and you're welcome if you want to get those okay I grew up where I think saying you're sorry is a good thing if you mean it and saying you're welcome is a good thing and saying thank you. I ought to do one on yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, because I believe in that, too. Amen? Come on. I think it would help us. But anyway, <laughs> let's go with this one. Sorry is about feeling and being able. Can you turn me down just a little bit on my mic? I don't want you to mess it up for the online folks, but I'm hearing a little bit of something going on. Sorry is about feeling and being able to communicate what you're feeling. Sorry is about feeling, though. Sometimes people say they're sorry and didn't feel nothing. I titled the message today, Feel the Heat. Sorry is about being able to communicate 
what you're feeling and communicate that feeling of sorrow and sorry to the person you've offended. Y'all listening to me so far? Now this message will roll. So let's break it down a little bit. Sorrow. What is sorrow? Well, plain English is feeling what? Feeling sorry here. It's feeling great unhappiness. It's feeling regret. Okay. Feeling regret. Well, what's regret? It's to feel sorry about something. It's to feel and to feel remorse. Well, wait a minute. What's remorse? It's to feel mental anguish from guilt. Guilt? What's guilt? It's to feel responsibility for wrong. It's to feel responsibility. To feel what? Shame. Wait a minute. What's shame? It's a painful... It's a feeling of disgrace. Now, guys, am I all right, Raj? What else you got there? Oh, my goodness. Get... You know, you're not supposed to talk about that in church anymore. You can't build churches by talking about repentance. I don't believe you can live life without repenting. I don't know what planet you're living on. I have to say I'm sorry and fix myself all kinds of... Because I still screw up. Repent! It means, look at that, to regret as what? Repent means to regret as from that. How can I turn from that if I don't feel the shame, if I don't feel it? How can I turn from something if, if I can... It's, not, it's more than just saying, I'm sorry. Sorry. There's more to it. Now, here's the cool thing. And I might get, be getting off track here, but we'll be fine. God created us in His image and His likeness. But God has never sinned. God is totally and completely holy. But he, he, he created us with the ability to feel remorse, to feel shame, to feel guilt. That's, this is something that doesn't matter what color you are, what gender you are, you feel it. And you have the capacity to do this. And it's not a bad thing to feel shame. Y'all hear me, yes or no? The church today is, and I love songs about removing guilt and removing shame. But guys, shame and guilt ain't a bad thing. Shame and guilt ain't a bad thing. Now, it is a bad thing if I always live in my past. I'm no good. I'm no good. And you've never experienced the forgiveness because you can't forgive yourself. I get that. But don't throw, this, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, okay? Say, I want to feel when I have hurt Kim or hurt my children or hurt somebody else, I want to be able to feel it. And I would rather be able to feel it without them having to scream it at me. Did I lose you? Yes or no? It's important to feel sorry. Now, we're talking about relationships. Now, I guess you don't need to listen to me at all this morning if you never hurt anybody. And if you're never wrong. But if you're ever wrong... <laughs> You could probably set up right now. How about that? Amen. I think that's most of us. And some of us fellows, I'm, I'm always going to be harder on you guys. It's always going to be that way. I'm sorry about that. Ladies, you got it made. I'm always harder on the guys, okay? So guys, you definitely need to be setting up. Come on, here we go. Can you feel and adequately communicate that you're sorry when you've wronged someone? Now that's where we start today. You don't have to holler that, yeah, I can. How about you just take that thought in? Can you adequately feel sorry? And then answer the next question. Because you adequately feel that you've wronged somebody, can you then communicate it? Are you able to communicate that? 
to the other person you've offended. This is big in relationships. If I'm going to be my best, B-E-S-T, bless, edify, sacrifice, and touch, if I'm going to be my best in my relationships, I have to be able to communicate true sorrow. What is true sorrow? Say that yellow with me. What is true sorrow? Regret, remorse, guilt, and shame. I have to be able to feel that. If I'm going to be my best, I'm going to have to be able to feel that to the others in my life that I have wronged. Y'all listening? Say And you know, I don't want to get sideways on this too much, but you know, this is important in my relationship with Jesus Christ. I know that our, we've been forgiven. I get that. His, his, his blood has washed our sin as far as the, way, as the east is from the west. I get that. But you know what the Bible says to Christians in 1 John 1, 9? Say it with me if you know it. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We still need to confess our sins to the Lord. Y'all hearing me? Now, confessing is not saving. He saved you by His grace. He saved you by His blood. All right? I get that. But to keep that relationship, to have that relationship, to have a great relationship, to have the best relationship with the Lord, you need to be able, and I need to be able to communicate that I am wrong. Amen. Say And the goal is ultimately to repent and to turn from that. Amen? So, very important relationship. Now, here's a famous quote of mine, and I will be famous one day. I'm going to have a book of quotes, and it's going to be great. You'll see. People who don't feel sorry or cannot communicate sorry are sorry. Say that with me. People who don't feel sorry or cannot communicate sorry are... Who said that? I did. Amen. Amen. Very important. Hard and cold people usually don't feel and communicate sorry too easily. Hard and cold people don't feel and cannot communicate sorry too easily. So what does that mean? I don't want to be hard or cold. Y'all listening? Say. And if you are a hard or cold person, and maybe we can tend to be at times, many of us. But the thing is, we're going to have to work a little extra harder at this. If you tend to be a hard person or a cold person, listen, you're going to have to really double down and work here. If you want to have a better relationship. Okay? Just being hard in your relationship and just telling them where it is. That probably ain't going to get much better if you keep doing that. Yes or no? Or I'll just give them the cold shoulder and they're going to understand because I ain't going to talk to them. Well, get ready to visit yourself when you're old. Are you listening or not? Or get ready to sit around with old people and tell how bad your children are because they don't come and see you none. But don't leave out that part that you were hard and cold as mean as a snake their whole life. Say, Amen. Come on, this is important, guys. Say that with me. I know you big, strong he-man. It's going to be hard on you. But if I can do it, you can do it. All right, here we go. I want to be softer and... Come on, y'all. Oh, y'all struggling with it. I looked at a couple of you like, I don't know about this. Sound a little sissified. One more time. Here we go. I want to be softer and... 
As I get older, I'm getting softer. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in my heart, in my, in my gut, in my stomach, in my emotions. I want to be softer and warmer. Now listen, if I'm going to, if I'm going to melt hardness and be warmer in my relationships, say it with me, then I've got to what? I've got to feel the heat. I've got to feel the heat. And I want to feel the heat when I hurt Kim. I want to feel the heat when I hurt Elise. I want to feel the heat when I hurt Mitch. I want to feel the heat when I hurt Danny and Abby or Hannah. I want to feel the heat when I'm hurtful to Roger, works with me every day, Alex, Dina. I want to feel the heat when I'm in your relationship with you and, and I cross a line it's not right. I want to be able to feel the heat. All right? Now, the Holy Spirit will help you do this. You hear me, yes or no? We're so enamored with the Holy Spirit making us flop on the floor like a chicken or something. How about talk to the Holy Spirit like He should be taught to and honored? And that is, Lord, help me with me. Help me with my problems. Help me with my crap in my life. Talk to Him like that and see if He won't help you. Amen? That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Say, to change a hard old heart or somebody don't know how to say they're sorry or relationships, they're horrible at it, to see them get better at it. That's the Holy Spirit of the living God. Y'all listening, say, Amen. He's there. He's our helper. He's the one who comes along what? Side. That's what His name is. The Comforter. So feel the heat. Balancing what? Regret, remorse, guilt, and shame. See that word balancing? We don't need to live our life full of regret, remorse, guilt, and shame. But regret, remorse, guilt, and shame is not a bad thing. If it's what? If it's balanced. Have I lost you? Good. Let's keep looking. I call it sorry balance. Sorry balance. You've got to have you some sorry balance in your life. Amen? Come on. So how do we get it? We've got a couple of scriptures. Let's look at it. So let's put up the balancing scale. Do it again, Roger. Can you make that thing wiggle? Make it wiggle, Roger. Make it wiggle there. Let's go. Look at that. 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 Okay, here's what we need. We're talking about being sorry. Let's learn, though. Here we go. Here's what happens. Let's look and see what happens on this scale. Things get out of whack. We have a wrong action. I'll just use the situation with Elise. She was already wrong. She came to me for help. What? For someone to listen to her. Someone that she could talk to. She didn't go to anybody. She went to her dad. It should be a place she can come, yes or no? Sure. And so I listened for a while, and then I'm like, I treated her like sometimes like the kids on the ball team. Suck it up! There's a time and a place that was not the appropriate reaction by me. And it did not work, did it? It did not what? Can at least one or two of you say you do that sometime and just make me feel better? At least two or three. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm feeling like naked up here. Oh, that was rough. So there's the wrong action. And look at the scale. It's getting out of whack. Look at it. Look at it. And then there's what? Because of it. Look at that scale. It's going the wrong way, man. There's hurt feelings. And then there's relationship what? Break down. 
Does Elise love me? Absolutely. Would Elise over that, like, I hate you, Dad. I'll never talk to you. Absolutely not. Okay? But I don't want to go down that slope. I want things to be corrected and corrected quickly. The Bible says don't let the sun go down on your what? On your wrath. Deal with things and deal with them quickly. But just saying you're sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and not feeling the regret, the remorse, and shame. Trust me, the person offended will be able to tell that you're faking it. Especially if you get good at it. So this is what happens. Now here's the beauty of feeling sorry and communicating sorry. So here I've got the wrong action, hurt feelings, the scales out of whack. But when I feel and can communicate sorry back, there's the relational buildup. It happens. It's starting. That didn't happen overnight. Well, I said I was sorry. Why are you still mad at me? Well, because you're a jerk and it's going to take a little time. Amen. Say. But the good news is when you adequately communicate sorry, there is that relational buildup that will happen and the scales start to go the other way. And that's the goal here. So relational buildup. And the goal is there is what? Restoration and what? Forgiveness. Now that's the way God made us on this planet and the way we are to function with one another. Amen? Did you know this happens in church a lot of times? In churches and, and Christian people. They had churches that split because they can't do this. How sad is that? Say, we're the church of Jesus Christ and we've been forgiven of all the mess we've done, but we can't forgive one another? We're nuts. Yes or no? Amen. So, thank God. That's one thing I, I pray about here, but one thing I'm strong on is that we're going to be a, a, in unity here. Amen. Say, I'm not always right. I get that. You ain't either. Amen. And uh, God's called me right now. I'm the pastor. I don't feel like the pastor. I just feel like I'm Gary. And I have certain duties. And right now, sometimes I might not get them all right. But I know one thing. I'm trying awful hard. Amen. Amen. And we can just keep plugging no matter what it is in life. And God's blessed us here with great unity. But sometimes it's important for me to have a message like this to just show, I, hey, I think I show it every week, my shortcomings. You know? But I want you to see that I have to work at this. If I have to work at it, you have to work at it. Sorry, balance works. So, let's look at a couple of points and we're not going to be too long, I don't think. Here we go. Number one. Number one, feeling sorry. Feeling sorry. Pop it up. Feeling sorry. How do you feel sorrow? How do you feel that you're sorry? Well, Jesus gives us some scripture. Stop looking at the speck. Stop looking at the speck in other people's life and start looking at that beam that's in your own head that's coming out of your eyeball. Amen? Just stop, stop being nitpicky on other people's mess and start looking at yourself. You hear me, yes or no? Start looking at that, that. It's funny how we want to help other people with that little something in their eye, but, but here we are with this big thing in our own head. All right? So you need to learn to do this. Stop looking at the speck. Start looking at the beam or the tree. Here's a scripture. Luke 6. Why do you behold the moat or speck? Say speck. That's in your brother's eye. Fill in the blank. Wife. Kids. Husband, whatever. Why do you behold the speck that's in your brother's eye, but you cannot perceive the what? Beam! Tree! 
God's big, man. That's growing out of your own eye. How do you do that? Either, how can you say to your brother or your mother or your husband or your wife or your youngins, let me pull out the little speck that's in your eye when you yourself are not seeing the beam that's in your own eye. You hypocrite. It's Jesus. Tough language, isn't it? You hypocrite. Cast out first the beam that's in your own eye, then you shall be able to see clearly how to pull out that little speck in your brother, your mother, your sister, your husband, your wife, your kid's eye. You got that? Yes or no? So, number one, stop looking at, say this out loud, stop looking at others and start looking at yourself, period. Amen? If you want to learn, you might say, I'm already good at this, Pastor. I can communicate, sorry. And I'm, 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 I'm getting hurt all the time by somebody that's not. Well, I can't fix them. All right? Necessarily. But you can, you can take this in today, and then maybe it'll find some healing for your own heart if you've been hurt a lot. But also ask the Lord to help you more in your life. Okay? If somebody else is not going to get better at it, I can't go fix that. Y'all hear me yes or no? And you can't either, be honest with you. But you can be better at what you do. So feeling sorry. So stop looking at somebody else's speck. Look at your own being. See your sin. You want to be able to feel sorry? Look at your actions. Look at your... Even with the Elise story the other day, if I wanted to, I could have found wrong that she did. But if I did try to find wrong, it would have been so tiny. It would have been so tiny. Maybe she wasn't being as strong as she could be. But she was hurt. But here, I, I, but if I would have wanted to, I could have just kept, and I did. I just responded, hey, we're just, yeah, yeah. But I wasn't seeing her. But after that got done, because I could feel shame, sorrow, and regret, I realized that big old beam that was in my eye. Y'all hear me or not? See your sin. See your actions like my story. Oh, that story's a minor one, too, by the way. That story right there, that's like a little generic one in my life. See your wrongs. This is how you feel sorry. So stop looking at the speck. Start looking at your own actions. See your sin. See your actions. See your what? Nobody's listening. See your wrong. Amen. Come on, here we go. <laughs> now I rejoice. Look at this incredible scripture, 2 Corinthians. Now I rejoice, Paul writing, not that you were made sorry, but that you sorrowed to what? See, I'm sure the other day, Elise wasn't happy to see her dad sorry and to see me now feeling bad. And people who don't know how to say they're sorry so often, they learn to manipulate people. Instead of adequately communicating sorry, they, see, they, they somehow can make you feel bad. You're the one that was hurt anyway. <laughs> and, you know, then they hurt you more. And then they can even hurt you more. Y'all hear me or not? We don't want to do that. Sorry is a good thing. She wasn't happy that I was sorry, I'm sure. But, look. 
but that you sorrow to what? Repentance. That's what Paul says. I'm not, I'm not happy that when I wrote you, he wrote a church that was full of bull and all kinds of problems. And he said, I'm not happy that you were sorry. I didn't rejoice that you were sorry, but I was happy that you sorrowed to what? Repentance, to turning, to getting it right, to making the right actions, to feeling regret and shame and guilt and remorse. For you were made sorry after a what? Guys, shame and regret and remorse and guilt are godly. They're not evil. That's, that's something you don't hear the church say. Shame and remorse and guilt is not evil. If that shame and remorse and guilt helps me repent. Yes or no? Say. Come on. And you're not being picked on. You do a wrong action, you feel bad. Oh, the devil's picking on me. No, he ain't. You're the one screwing up. Come on. It's a good thing that you feel bad. Good. You should feel bad. Amen? This is not a message that will fill this church up. I'm going to tell you that right now. Now I rejoice not that you were made sorry, but that you sorry to repentance, for you were made sorry after a godly manner, that you might receive damage by us in nothing. He wrote a stern letter to the Corinthian church. He was trying to get them correct. He was trying to do the right thing. And so, and they repented. They turned. And because of that, there was really no damage done. It was a good thing. It, all, it could work out. Amen. But when you don't say sorry and adequately communicate sorry, I'm going to tell you something. There's some damage going to happen. Amen. Yes or no? But I'm trying to be my best. I'm trying to speak upwards and build up and, and sacrifice. And I took them out to dinner and I even touched them. And all they can remember is how you treated them like a dog. And it doesn't mean a thing and their feelings don't matter to you. Amen. Say Come on. For godly sorrow, I love this verse. Say it with me. For godly sorrow works repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world works death. The beautiful thing about sorrow is when you experience sorry and you experience and learn how to function in sorry and have what I call sorry balance, what's going to happen You'll never be sad because you learned this. You'll never be sorry because you learned to say you're sorry. You'll never be sorry because you learned how to communicate that you're sorry. You'll never repent of that. You'll always be glad you learned that. Amen, say. Amen. Come on. So, godly sorrow feels and godly sorrow what? Works. But we don't want the sorrow of the world. The sorrow of the world is you're guilty, you're ashamed, you're no good, you're a piece of trash, you don't matter. That's godly. That's, that's worldly sorrow. Yes or no? Amen? We don't want that. But godly sorrow is the other side of the coin. It's the Trump side, baby. That side that you know, whammo, right there. Amen? That's what we want. We want that. So, feeling sorry. So feel regret. Feel miserable. Oh, I just feel miserable. Well, you should. How many ever felt miserable? You just blew it. Good. You deserve it. It's good for you. Drink it up. Feel unhappiness. Feel your wrong. Feel remorse. Feel mental anguish. Feel responsibility. Feel shame. Wow, these are a horrible message today. 
Guess what? You want to see what makes relationships and marriage go south? When I don't feel regret, I don't feel miserable, I don't feel unhappiness when I've done wrong, I don't feel that I'm wrong, I don't feel any remorse, I don't feel any mental anguish, I feel, don't feel any responsibility, I don't feel any shame, so I just stay in my room and you stay on your side of the house. How about that? If you don't want that in your relationships, learn to feel sorry. Amen? Say, that's a great message. I like it. <laughs> anyway, there's one in here that likes it. <laughs> feeling, feeling sorry starts with feeling some things. How can you feel sorry if you don't feel nothing? That's what really is, is irritating when you just say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you never felt nothing. Come on. Feeling sorry starts with feeling some things before I say anything. Say that with me. Oh, this is a great quote. I should have had my name on this one. Feeling sorry starts with feeling some things before I say anything. But don't let, don't wait too long though. Because they might get the butcher knife. No, I'm sorry. But anyway, don't wait too long. <laughs> don't wait too long. Don't wait too long. So feel the heat. Now, number two, we don't have ten points. There's only two, so you're going to be good. Number two, number two, number two, number two. So feel sorry. See, the reason a lot of people can't communicate sorry is because they couldn't feel sorry. Okay, so when you can feel sorry, well, there's another, there's still some more work to do. <laughs> now I've got to be able to communicate it. Because unfortunately, sometimes I think we feel sorry and feel remorse and we feel regret and feel shame and we get frustrated. And then this feeling sorry can come out even worse than before. It can come out in frustration, anger, wrong actions, isolation. And then the other person that's already been hurt now feels like it's your bad end for something else even. You understand? This is a big deal in relationships. So feel sorry and now communicate it. Communicate it. So go. Say that with me. Go to the one you have hurt and communicate what? What you what? Did it say communicate what they did? Communicate what you feel. What do I feel? Regret, remorse, shame, guilt. Got that? Don't go to that person and communicate to them what you feel like. Well, I, I feel remorse, but you know what? You were wrong, too. Don't be doing that. Got it? That's not communicating sorry. That's arguing. That's being proud. That's being full of yourself. Don't do that. What's the Bible say? Jesus speaking. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and you remember that there's a brother that has aught with you. When you remember that. Because you have a conscience. You can feel guilt, remorse, shame, regret. That's a gift from God, by the way. Leave your gift there before the altar. Don't be trying to come to me, God says. Don't be trying to come to me when you've got a brother out there or a wife or a sister or a daughter or a friend or whatever that you've just messed up. Leave your gift at the altar. Go your way. Say that last part with me. First, 
be what? Reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. All right? So, how do you communicate sorry? Well, godly sorrow feels, you need to feel sorry. We've already talked about that a lot today. Why are we going to talk about communicating if you ain't feeling nothing? A lot of people can say they're sorry, but they don't feel it. And they don't understand why their relationships aren't getting better. Because you're the little boy that cries wolf so many times. Woof, woof, woof. We're tired of it. Say. Come on. So godly sorrow feels and godly sorrow does what? You need to know that. It works. Godly, this, is, this is how God created man. He created us to be able to have a relationship with Him. And that relationship has to be us coming on His terms. And when we've sinned, we acknowledge that. Because, see, He never has to acknowledge He sinned us. And if I was you, I wouldn't focus a whole lot on that person in your relationship that you're having to, to worry about a lot of their problems. See, God doesn't have any, any issues at all. We need to work on us communicating that we're sorry with Him, but we need to work on communicating we're sorry with other people. And we have this ability to do it if you want to. Hebrews says this, verse 14. Chapter 12, follow peace with all men. Follow peace with all men. This works. Grudges don't work. Well, they do work. You can have a grudge against somebody. You can give somebody a cold shoulder. You can treat people like dirt. And you know what? It does work. It works. You can get people to respond a certain way by treating them like dirt. You can, you can do that. Some people are really good at it. They're horrible at relationships. They might get what they want, but somebody's miserable, and most people are. And if you get to people alone that's supposed to be in their life, they'll tell you what they really think of them. You hear me, yes or no? That's not godly. This is the godly man, the godly woman's role. We're to follow peace with all men. All men. When I have hurt somebody, I need to want peace with them. Amen? And that's, this is godly, and this is right. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking, say that word with me, what? Diligently. You might say, Clark, I'm doing fine. I've been in a relationship for years. I've been doing like I do. I don't feel much regret, shame, nothing. I'm good. I'm cool. Looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness spring up and trouble you. And thereby many be defiled. And I, up here, I'm just talking off the cuff today a lot, and probably some of it's pitiful. We don't know. We'll see later when I look at it. But uh, people can fool you. People can fool you. But if you live long enough to watch their children, see how their kids grow up. See, see if their kids are bitter. Then you might come to realize something was going on in that home. Y'all hear me or not? I'm telling you, if you don't learn to communicate that you're sorry, regret, and feel that regret and remorse and shame, it will spring up into bitterness. And you might make it through life and sail through fine, but God help the ones you've left behind. I want Elise Clark to see, and my other young ones, but I want Elise to see that her dad 
loves her enough and is humble enough to say, I'm sorry. And to show it. You understand? A lot of times with Elise, and I'm using her as the, the, the centerpiece, I guess, of this message today, but a lot of times I'll have a little something like that with Elise. And a few minutes later, her phone will ring. And she'll go, I knew it was you. She knows that if I say something that's not right, it's just a matter of time. Daddy's going to be calling. Amen? But don't you want a relationship? Don't, I want to be like that. Yes or no? Amen. Say. I don't want to be. Oh, forget it. He'll never say he's sorry. You know? And you know what? When we do that to people, when we don't communicate sorry to people in our relationship, we make them feel like they don't matter to us. And that's the worst thing we can do to somebody is to make them feel like they don't matter to us. But a lot of us didn't know that communicating your sorry is a way that you can help people know that they do matter to you. Amen? Hope I didn't lose you today. So, I will follow peace. If you want to communicate sorry, I will follow peace. And I'm going to look diligently at my actions. And I want to replay and rethink the way I've talked to somebody when I've left them. Or even better yet, before you ever leave them. The tongue's an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Who can tame it, the Bible says. Amen? So then the best way to remember that, don't let the sun go down on your what? Wrath. Don't go to bed angry. Don't go to bed with stuff that's unresolved. If you can at all help it, resolve it quickly. And, I mean, as soon as possible. But don't do it so quick that you never felt anything. Say yes or no. Am I losing you today? You feel like you're a Dr. Phil or somebody this morning? Yeah, you do. But why not come to church and let's see the Scriptures and see that Jesus cared about the whole person in our relationships. Amen? Come on. I love this stuff. Say that with me if you don't mind really loud, really loud. Please, really loud. You've been quiet today, so can we get some loudness going? Here we go. One, two, three. I will feel and I will communicate that I am sorry when I have wronged someone. And believe it or not, that's our message today. That's our message today. Can you say, I'm sorry, and can you feel the heat when you've done wrong? I hope you can. That is what God has in relationships. There has to be the ability to feel the heat. Amen? And the heat's not a bad thing if it makes me softer and it makes me warmer in my relationships. If you'd have told me when I was an 18-year-old hellraiser and a sports guy that at 55 I'd be standing on a stage talking about being softer and warmer, I would have laughed at you. Amen? But that's what God the Holy Spirit could do to tough, ugly people. Amen? He can help soften us and He can make us better. So everybody in this room, we have hope. Amen? Come on. Let's praise the Lord for His Word this morning. A little different, a little different. Good for our hearts.